I've lost my mojo. I don't even care anymore. What's the point? I'm fat and I'm lazy and there's no reason to try to get back into shape. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. <laughs> Sound familiar? Well, if you're between 30 and 50, it probably does. But today, with a combination of scripture and science, I want to show you a way that you can get off the couch, get your mojo back, and not only grow spiritually, but grow stronger physically. Stay tuned in this episode of Trake Talks. Hey everyone and welcome back to Trig Talks and today I'm excited about the subject we're diving into because I feel like it's something that maybe we've stayed away from and I don't know why. Andrew Huberman is the man and that guy has brought so much to light when it comes to neuroscience and life and dopamine and all these things and why haven't we done a comparison or a versus when it comes to science and scripture. I mean, we've done it with creation and all these things, but how about these aspects of the mind? And I'm so excited to dive into that today and to see how these aspects of the mind come together in comparison to what he's saying specifically in the video he just did a few months ago when he was talking about this idea of willpower. And we all could use a little more willpower, right? And you know what I'm talking about, especially if you're in your mid-40s and your mojo is gone. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. The t-shirt's in my drawer. It doesn't fit anymore because I'm a little heavier than I used to be. But that's okay because I did it. And now I don't want to do anything else anymore. But... When it comes to physical things, we can say that, but sometimes spiritual as well. You know, well, I used to memorize scripture, or I used to pray and fast, or I used to read through my Bible in a year. Why aren't we doing these things anymore? And I think it's it's all because we've lost our mojo, or we've lost our willpower to succeed spiritually. And so when Huberman goes in, he talks about this willpower. I want to dive in and talk about this willpower and see how it compares to Scripture. So so when we are looking at this video and we compare it to the Bible's teachings of neuroscience, what do we find? Okay, what are we looking at? Well, we're looking at this aspect of comparison, obviously with the the prefrontal cortex of the brain in comparison to my spirit. Okay, so how, how does the mind and the spirit connect? And specifically, how does the mind and the spirit connect in this idea of willpower? And we know the Bible talks a lot about renewing our mind and think on these things, and we're going to do a lot more talking and discussing of that. But specifically today, we're going to dive into this aspect of willpower. And let me say this too. I love this stuff. You know, I love neuroscience. I love what Huberman brings to this. Um, you, back in the day, there was this TV show called Perception, and and it was about this neuroscientist who taught at a college, and and he would do this mystery or they would do this crime show. But my favorite part was like the last two minutes, and it's because the last two minutes they took the whole plot and they combined it with the teaching in a classroom on neuroscience and brought it all together and I thought it was genius. And yes, if I wasn't standing up in a shirt and tie on Sundays and teaching the Bible, I would be probably a geeky professor in a science um, class in a sweater vest 
teaching about neuroscience and all the things that I want to understand that we don't understand and how all these different labs and research um, work together to teach us what we need to know. Also, let me say this. This will not be a typical um, Huberman lab as far as three hours long or two hours long. You know, he he paints with a, a half inch brush, kind of like a Bob Ross, where I'm like a four inch brush. Let's just throw it on there and get over it. So hopefully it won't be incredibly complex for you today, but it will be enough where you can take something from it and and we can learn from it today. So the Bible teaches about willpower what? Well, when it comes to willpower, let's define it. When you think about willpower, willpower is this ability to resist, the ability to say no. And and in the, the idea of this, they were talking about, Huberman was talking about this research that was done where these guys who were dieting and these people who were dieting were put in a room and the smells of fresh, homemade cookies were just wafting in this room and you could just smell it and and they're being tempted to eat this cookie but they've been told to resist and as they've been told to resist this this mind this prefrontal cortex kicks in and and the specific areas of the mind that kicks in with this and and gives them the strength and the the center of mass and and tenacity to say no but what's interesting, as soon as they took him, took them out of that lab after resisting and had them do a puzzle that was impossible to put together and they didn't know it, their willpower drastically went down and they just didn't care anymore about this stupid puzzle. So their willpower is wearing out. So it's this idea of resisting, but with also the idea that it, it can diminish. So we think spiritually about willpower, is that the way that it works? I mean, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So does that mean I can resist just for a little bit and then I'm done? Um, yield not to temptation. So I've got to resist this temptation that comes. God, God says we can resist. He's made a way to escape. But if it's just one temptation and then I'm over, does that mean I'm susceptible to the next one because I'm tired? Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your minds. Okay, so so when my mind starts to go, there's this way that I'm going to be able to renew it then to resist the temptation that comes that I may prove, okay, that I may test, that I may pass this research what is acceptable in the perfect will of God. So, so Huberman goes on in this video, and he talks about willpower being much like a muscle. Okay, the more we use it, the stronger it gets. But again, like I just said, the more we use it, it can tire and become fatigued. So we look at the brain then working as this decision-making, this, this self control and plan, self-planning thing that's going on in our mind that's involving this complex neural process. Okay, and these impulses and these abilities to resist these short-term temptations kick in. And again, if you're in your 40s, you know this isn't easy because oh, I can't stop and I, I, I want to run, but I can't run and all this is going on. What do we do? Well, let me, let me say this. Again, I'm there. Uh, my mojo is not going anymore. It's got up and it's gone. But I decided to take Huberman's advice, and for one week, I lived his life, sort of, okay? I wouldn't mind 3.4 million subscribers or whatever. But he he gets up in the morning 
right? And he does exercise. He drinks his AG1 greens. He does an hour and a half of work. He cold showers or cold plunges, and then he works out. So I thought I would try this. So I cleared my schedule for about four days to make this happen. And no lie, in those four days, I felt better. I My gut was in better health. My mentally, I was better than I had been in a long time time. And also what I found was as I did this, I was resisting other temptations. Meaning what? Well, meaning cookies, meaning snacking, meaning these things I didn't need. Why? I think it's because I was going through all of the routine of a morning and I was putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Just try a cold shower and see how that goes. It's not pleasant. But if I'm going to take a cold shower, I'm not going to waste it by drinking a Coke. And if I'm going to do this cold shower, I don't need the pizza. I'll get a salad. And and by going through that, I, I was more disciplined to say no. But what Huberman's study is saying is by exercising okay, my willpower, by making myself do something that's not comfortable, that I don't want to do, what I was doing was strengthening those mental muscles so I had more power, if you will, and more strength to resist in the future. Now, can we do that spiritually? I mean, spiritually, if I'm winning these battles, spiritually, if I'm replenishing myself, spiritually, if I'm renewing my mind and the things of God, strengthening the inner man, Will I have more power to resist the temptation when it comes in the future? I'm going to say, and I believe the answer is yes. So we can combine these studies and find out that not only will it help me in my regular life, it's going to help me in my spiritual life. Now, when I say exercise it, please understand, I don't mean if you were an alcoholic, you know, you were an alcoholic or given to drink and and to walk into a bar, right? Or if I'm on a diet because I shouldn't be eating sugar and I walk into a Dunkin' to resist, or I walk into a, an ex- Southern Exposure or someplace like that, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, and that's not what he's talking about, and that's not what the science is talking about. It's talking about exercising it, getting us out of our comfort zone in some areas that's going to make us stronger in these areas, So when the Bible talks about willpower, we don't really necessarily find the name willpower, but we do find God giving us strength and God giving us power to overcome this temptation through divine guidance. Now, not necessarily in the, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me way, but in the strength of the spirit way. So, so from a spiritual standpoint, you know, willpower is not merely a psychological or physiological concept, but it's, it's very much spiritual, okay? And we have a spiritual battle going on, and we can put on the armor of God, practice with that armor of God, and become stronger, Okay, so what does that mean? That means both the Bible and Huberman agree that willpower requires effort. This is not just something easy or something that we can just do. I mean, this requires some work. It requires energy. It requires effort. And and from a Bible standpoint, we look at the idea of self-control, not yielding to temptation, um, to, to having done all to stand with this idea of discipline. 
And Huberman comes in with this idea of achievable goals, building habits and structure. And man, I I believe that we can build that together. So as Christians, we can build achievable goals and habits that will help us to become self-disciplined, not not only in these areas of of yield not yielding to temptation, but but even in some areas that will help grow our strength and grow our faith. And again, walk with the Lord that gives us the power to resist temptation. And how do we do that? Number one, I am convinced it's by prayer or what I'm going to say is fasting. Prayer and fasting requires self-denial. Man, it, it, it builds the spiritual development that is making us put ourselves in a position that's not comfortable. It's making ourselves put ourselves in a position mentally that requires us to focus on the task at hand. And what that does is it builds us. So so fasting, yes, it grows us spiritually and helps us in our walk with God. But I'm here to say that fasting is even going to do more than that in so much as it's going to help give us strength to, to be self-disciplined, to grow in our spiritual walk. So why should I fast? Is there great spiritual benefits of it? Can you tell me, Trey, any of those? Well, I am going to tell you that the spiritual benefits are not only going to be then in the moment of your prayer and God leading you in that prayer, but it's going to be lasting developments, helping you to grow closer to Christ, helping you to grow in these areas of the mind of self-discipline. So look, I'm not going to yield to this temptation because I've been giving myself to prayer and fasting. I think stepping out by faith is another way that we can do that. We, by nature, do not like coming out of the unknown. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of thing, key two words here, not seen. It's taking that step of faith onto the next step that we can't see. When's the last time you've done that? When's the last time you've stepped out by faith and tested God? When's the last time you said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is the step that I'm going forward in. I don't necessarily have the means. I don't have the know-how. I don't have the money. I don't have the support, but I know this is what God is asking of me and I'm going to do it. Look, stepping out by faith stretches us, it makes us uncomfortable, and it will develop us in our walk with God. And three, it's it's utter reliance upon the Lord. I mean, wait on the Lord, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I don't want to trust in God. I want to trust in me. I don't want to trust in what I know or what God knows. I want to trust in what I know. Okay, I want to make this happen. I want to bring this together. I want to see this transpire. And, oh, we've got to be careful because we can find ourselves in serious trouble when this takes place. So these are some areas of willpower that we can see where the Scripture lines up with science. But what else Okay, where else should I say the Bible would find itself in Huberman's lab in this idea of willpower? Well, I think another key is in this idea of rest. You know, Huberman says to maintain willpower, it's important to manage stress levels, get enough rest, and take breaks when needed. He goes on in his video and says, look, when you're sleep deprived, okay, when you're emotionally unstable, when you are um, tired, 
And when you're hungry or in pain, your willpower levels, science shows us, and, and the brainwaves show us, go down. And I thought, man, I've got to agree with that 100%. Some of my weakest moments spiritually, some of the areas of my life where I failed the greatest, some of the times when Satan attacked me like he had never attacked me before was when I was down. It was when I was discouraged. It was when I was tired. And that's why I even tell people when they come home from a mission trip to have accountability partners, have scriptures lined up to memorize, have Bible passages you're going to read and study because you're tired, you're emotionally drained, you're spiritually drained, you're physically drained, you're mentally drained, and Satan attacks. And not only does Satan attack, my willpower is gone, and I just don't care anymore. So in conclusion, what, what, do we, what do we come to agree on? Well, we come to agree that we have an agreement, an understanding here of willpower and, and by the spirit and willpower by the mind. And I think we can see how they integrate and, and how they come together. So, so by fasting, by making sure that we are stepping out by faith, by relying on God, by putting ourselves in these areas that we're not necessarily comfortable, we can navigate life's challenges with greater resistance. We can make greater strides to our own spiritual growth. Um, we, we can increase our ability to say no and to resist the devil. And who knows what lies ahead? But I, but I also will say this. So, so we have this idea of out of the comfort zone. We have this idea of rest. But number three, let me say, and Huberman doesn't do this in his study, but I'm sure there's studies done on it. Another way that we can increase our willpower is by giving hope. I think about POWs in prison camps. How did they maintain a mental capacity to, to know there was hope of escape, okay, because they were thinking about home, and we've heard stories like that. I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3 when he says, you know, I, I, I haven't arrived, I'm not there, but there's one thing I do, and you know what it is. Okay, I put off those things which are behind, and I press toward to those things which are before. I press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God. And, and he tells them, as he gets to the end of that passage in Philippians, he's like, there's in, in verse 18, for many, like I've told you often, and now I tell you with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Wow. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is their shame, and they mind earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And, and, and from whence we wait for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So the power that God has that, that resurrected his body is our power, and we're waiting for that resurrection to wit, Paul says. Right, so, so remember, those people that he's telling us, their God is their belly, their life is destruction, their glorious shame had no willpower. So Paul goes on, he says, I want you to be like me. I want this mind to be in you that was in Christ, and I want you to be like me and have this mind like I have. And what is that, Paul? Paul says this is what it is. It's forgetting the what's behind and pressing toward what is before. 
Okay, it's forgetting what the here and now is, and it's putting our mind on what is to come. It's thinking about those things that are ahead. It's having that hope of the future. It's knowing that that resurrected body is coming. It's knowing that we'll see Jesus again, and that should just drive us to withstand this temptation, drive us to withstand the powers that are coming against us, to drive us to withstand what the others could not. And what was that? That was their own bellies. That was the world. That was their lust. That was their own glory and pride. Paul says, with that eyes focused ahead, we can overcome that. We can grow. See, there's no room for stagnant Christians in the body of Christ. Okay, so we need to engage this frontal cortex by renewing our minds to be transformed to the image of Christ and to stretch ourselves thin for him, and then we will have the power to withstand. Thank you for watching. Man, if you've enjoyed this video, please subscribe to the channel. And if this is provided for you thought-provoking content, it won't just be for you. It'll be for somebody else. And I just encourage you to comment below if you've been encouraged by this or if you have any ideas or thoughts in regard to this. And if you have a Huberman video that you would like to see in comparison to Scripture, let me know as we dive in to see how science compares to Scripture and where we see the Bible in the Huberman lab.